Turkey Call All Access, the official podcast of the National Wild Turkey Federation. Brought to you by Nomad. Turkey Call All Access is a digital campfire where we discuss topics of the day, conservation efforts, tips and techniques to better your experience of field, and our members' stories. And welcome back to another episode of the Turkey Call All Access podcast. We're talking about the five gift rule this week. Some of our favorite picks um, for hunters uh, and outdoors people uh, for gifts this year. Uh, We're going to get right into that in 90 seconds. Hey, y'all, I'm Jason Hart, founder of Nomad Hunting Clothing. At Nomad, we're bringing simplicity and authenticity back to hunting. Whether you hunt to escape your hectic work life, for locally sourced organic meat, or to socialize with friends, to uphold your favorite family traditions, we're with you and we do the same. At Nomad, we understand your gears and investments, so our products are engineered and priced for every hunter, tested in the real world, and designed to last. Hunting is in all of us. Nomad is with you. Hey, guys, this is Aaron with The Hunting Public. Each spring, we head to the woods chasing turkeys, and one overlooked product that we use religiously is Sawyer permethrin. We've used it for years to keep ticks off of us, and it's worked extremely well. We don't like messing around with Lyme disease, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, anything like that. So I would highly recommend, if you're a spring turkey hunter, spending any time in warmer climates in the outdoors to use Sawyer permethrin. Learn about their advanced insect repellents and family of technical lightweight water filters at Sawyer.com. Bass Pro Shops and the National Wild Turkey Federation stand together to help make a difference for the wildlife and scenic lands that enrich our hunting lifestyle. Since 1973, we have positively impacted more than 22 million acres and invested more than $9 million into wild turkey research, an effort supported by Bass Pro Shops. The restoration of the wild turkey is one of America's greatest conservation success stories, but the work is far from over. Through the continued contributions of partners like Johnny Morris and Bass Pro Shops, the NWTF mission is a movement that is delivering the right conservation work at the right place and at the right scale. Welcome back to another episode of the Turkey Call All Access podcast. It's almost Christmas which means that um, obviously we have gifts on our mind. We have the the holidays on our mind. We're seeing people that uh, maybe we don't see all year. And I don't know, maybe some of you guys are, are doing a secret Santa um, and need some, some inspiration. Uh, so we've got some, some people from the NWTF team here to talk some of our gift ideas. And the theme is, the um the five gift rule which if you have never heard of what the five gift rule is um i'm gonna have to actually look at it again because i don't even remember all of them off the top of my head but it's uh let's see i'll just i'll just google it um i had notes but what happened to him gilbert well, they're in an email thread and that doesn't help (laughs) Um, (laughs) i'm a failure Uh, Okay, so it's something that uh, when you're giving the five gift rule, it's something that they want, something they need, something to wear, something to read, and something to do or experience. Um, That almost sounded like a like Dr. Seuss book or something. That did. It was given Dr. Seuss vibes. (laughs) Um, 
but before so we've all kind of come up with with our five gift items um and we'll also talk a little bit about um <clears throat> our our official gift guide that that we put out recently um but before we do that i want to go around introduce everybody we will do as an introduction question what is the weirdest thing that you have eaten this year so springing that on you guys i'll start to give you guys some 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 time to think um you all have have heard my voice many times before, but I'm Gilbert, part of the communications team. Um, and the weirdest thing that I have eaten this year was fried possum. Um, so I'll go ahead and pass it on to. Wait, you can't just leave us hanging. You got to <laughs> say, like, was it good? Was it bad? Did you get sick? I did not get sick. Um, <laughs> it was really good. Um, I I had. Uh, a possum that decided to take up residence next to my duck coop. And so couldn't have that situation, unfortunately for the possum. Um, and so, yeah, we, uh, I was like, well, shoot, I've always heard possum was good. So we're going to give it a try. And it was quite delicious. Uh, it, it shouldn't have been as good as it was. Um, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> the verdict is out. The verdict is out. Awesome is good. <laughs> it is. It is um, underappreciated. In fact, there is a recipe or there was a recipe for possum in the joy of cooking, I believe, which is like the seminal cooking cookbook. Um, I think it's been redacted to remove that recipe, which is a shame. That should be part of our culinary history. Mm -hmm. um, I'll, I'll kick it off over to Mr. Philip, if you want to introduce yourself. I'm Philip with the communications department. And unlike Gilbert, I have not had fried possum this year. Shame. Um, I can't think of anything crazy I have eaten this year. <clears throat> the one thing I probably have not eaten enough of this year is oysters, given the time of year that it is. Mm. But I have not eating, eaten anything crazy this year. And are you a raw oyster or a cooked oyster guy? I like, um, depends on where they're from. If they're from, say, north of Virginia, I'll do raw oysters. If they're mm -hmm. from Texas, Florida, or the southeast, I like to do steamed oysters. And oh. fried fried oysters are always good as well. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong with that. I'll kick it over to Mrs. Sydney. Hello, everybody. Um, I am Sydney Broadway, uh, Director of Membership at the NWTF. Um, I'm having a hard time thinking of something weird that I ate this year, but I can say I was in downtown Dahlonega and I'm sure you Georgia folks, you're going to come at me because I'm sure that's not how you say it. And I apologize in advance, but walking around, you know, Christmas festivities, walked in a jerky store and there was camel jerky. Oh, I just want to know if anyone, I didn't try it. Oh, I didn't try it. I'm sorry. Um, but I just wondered if anyone else has had camel jerky because it is a thing. They also had shark jerky, oh. which is weird to me. But yeah. I mean, I just wanted to throw that out there because I felt like that was more interesting and entertaining than saying alligator or something, because that's not that strange. I mean, camel jerky's that's pretty good, though. I mean, mm -hmm. you should have definitely should have picked up some camel jerky. 
I thought about it. I wish I had now just for the sake of this call. We could, well, I could have sampled it in real time for us. If I knew, Gilbert, this was going to be a spur of the moment question. Uh, no, but then then what's the fun of spur of the moment questions if they're not spur of the moment? True. All right. Well, we can pass it to Miss Hannah. All right. Yeah. Hey, everybody. My name's Hannah with the communications team. Um, For me, living in North Idaho for the most part of this year, I got to spend a lot of time in Canada. And visiting there, I found out that um, ketchup chips were very popular flavor chips in Canada. Oh. You can find them everywhere. And we did try some. It was not my favorite flavor, but uh, <laughs> very popular in Canada. So I thought that was interesting. I had, I had heard of that. no idea. <laughs> yeah. All of the regional food things, you just never know. Mm -hmm. For sure. You can have a, a meal of fried possum with a side of ketchup chips. Take a camel jerky to go. There you go. Everyone's sounds happy. like sounds great. <laughs> Um, so I guess we'll just, we'll go ahead and jump into, um, to our five items. We'll go around, um, and I'll, I'll start and, um, I'll start with want. Um, so I chose, um, a commemorative call. Um, I love game calls of like all varieties. Um, I make not very good duck calls. Um, <laughs> in my free time, <laughs> duck calls it scare ducks away at this point. Um, but, uh, one of the, one of my favorite things, um, is every year with our convention in Nashville, if you guys, I assume everybody who's listening to this podcast knows what it is, but for, for the sake that there's is somebody out there that doesn't know what it is every year, the NWTF has a big convention and sports show in Nashville. Um, and part of that convention and sports show is we have the grand national custom call making competition. And it is unbelievable. Like with there's, there's a bunch of different categories. There's duck calls, um, all of your traditional turkey calls. So, you know, box calls, um, <clears throat> slate calls, um, tube calls, uh, trumpet calls, like whatever. Like there's there's an entry from from everything and they have different categories that um, they have, like ones that are primarily decorative, um, ones that are primarily um, for utility. Uh, and then at the end of that, uh, they open open up to where you can actually bid to buy one of the calls that was in um, the competition. And there are some seriously amazing calls um, that get made every year. And every year it's like there, I mean, literally hundreds of just like the the top of the top quality calls. And so if you're looking for a really cool call if you're into call collecting that is something i would definitely check out all right for my want um i feel like this is very important but this time of year i think everybody needs a good bourbon mm. um i personally like the buffalo trace distillery um mm. and that's um blanton's weller buffalo trace eagle rayer <clears throat> which is becoming more and more difficult to find but if you can find a good Buffalo Trace barrel pick, it's really hard to beat. Um, but a good bourbon in general this time of year, I think, is is definitely high on the want list. 
And a plug, if you didn't listen to the last episode of the Turkey Call All Access podcast, we talked all about the bourbon industry and how the White Oak Initiative connects with the bourbon industry, wild turkey conservation. It's just like a big circle. So that was that was perfect. Um, Thanks. I worked real hard on that one, Gilbert. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Sydney, you're up. I think I'm going to make the bourbon my need. I'm going to scratch out my need and put that Mm. down on my need. So we'll talk about that again in a minute. Um, But my want, I knew this one immediately. um, So that means it's pretty special. But I am Mm. a big fan of my turtle box. Um, I currently have the green one. Um, Color doesn't really matter. But what does matter is that they have mossy oak bottomland now. And Mm. I mean, I know that. Turkey hunters love camo and turkey hunters love bottom land. So why not get that for somebody? Um, the good thing is, though, you can save $50 and just get a plain one, which at the end of the day, um, they're all 100% waterproof, which is a plus. Um, a quick tip for me is that if you get them in salt water, just take it home and you can literally stick it in the shower, rinse it off. That's my only tip. Oh. You don't want you don't want to have it with salt water on it. So just rinse it off and it's good to go. Um, it has 20 hours of playtime off of one charge, which I think wow. is impressive. Yeah. And the sound is incredible. Can't be beat. Um, but yeah, I think that the turtle box is a great gift. It is a bigger spend. But if you've got that special someone on your list um, that is also like an outdoorsman, they like to go camping. Um, they like to hunt. I mean, this thing is perfect. Turkey camp It's good in the blind. If you're having some downtime, if you're picking up your decoys, you might as well jam out. <laughs> so, yeah, turtle box is the way to go. Jam some. Do you guys know who Slim Dusty is? No. 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 No? Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know. Speaking of tunes for for camping trips, I had no idea who Slim Dusty was, but he's a a old time Australian country singer. Um, Very good camp music. Lots of songs about um, hunting and fishing, but from an Australian perspective, which is interesting, which And if you didn't know this, Australians, they were talking about swag like in the 70s because it's like a term for you like swag bag is like your uh, your yes. like camp bag. I had no idea. I was like, oh, my God, the Australians came up with that. That's amazing. That's a nice little tidbit. Yeah. Slim Dusty. Gotta Slim Dusty. I'm going to look it up after our call. <laughs> Maybe you could play Slim Dusty at the very end as we exit out. Oh, I don't know. I might get copyright for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the rules are on that. I don't know the rules either, so don't listen to me. <laughs> Hannah, your want. All right. Yeah. So my want, and I say this as I sit with my heated blanket on me, is uh, heated mm. socks. Mm. Yeah, heated socks. Yeah, my feet are always the first thing to get cold, and they get the coldest. And I've been using those like hot hands, but for your socks, and they Mm. work all right. But I see those heated socks all the time, and I want to try those so much. Just Mm. like sitting in the deer blind or duck hunting, my feet always get so cold, and that's usually what makes me uh, have to leave quicker. Is that so? I feel like they would make me stay there 
longer, which was is always nice when you're hunting. <laughs> oh yeah. Especially for duck hunting. I mean, that's like for my sure. feet don't get cold, but they do get cold when I duck hunt. And it's always like, oh my God, like you just kind of grit through the pain for as long as you can. <laughs> so we'll go to our need next. Um and I went with ammo. Um, obviously there's a lot of different types of ammo. So, uh, if you're getting ammunition for somebody for their Christmas gift, probably best to ask what type they would need. Um, but last for the last like two years, I have had, it's been nearly impossible to find 410 ammo. And so I like I found some boxes. Uh, it was a couple months ago, and I I was just like, oh my god, like four ten ammo. Like I have not been able to use my four ten for a long time because I used used all my ammo. So yeah, ammunition, it's great. Or like if you are into, you know, copper ammunition or something, something that's hard to find. Like that's always, I like. I would say personally, I would never be disappointed to get some sort of ammunition in a stocking, uh, especially if it was in a stocking. Actually, that would be very charming. Um, Mr. Philip. So Gilbert and I are very similar on that. I had duck ammo on mine. I like Gilbert, I like to shoot ducks when I'm not at work. Um, and to keep me from getting in trouble, I'm not going to say the brand of ammo that I use, but <laughs> it has a um, multi-shot um, capability. So it's like a mix of twos and fours, which mm. has a, a better um, pattern density and knockdown power. And um, it's worked really well. But I, waterfowl ammo steel shot is always appreciated in my house because mm -hmm. I never have enough of it. Oh, yeah. You can never have enough of that. Is it, is that mixture, um, is that all steel or is that like a, like a tungsten steel mix or something like that? It's all steel, but this company I think came out with this year, a, a tungsten mix that they're referring to as like their timber loads. Um, that's a steel tungsten blend, but still has the, this, um, the multi-shot in the same, in the same cartridge as well to get the mm. higher pattern density. Sydney? Well, uh, my need, I was going to say ammo, but you guys covered ammo. So I'm going to, um, and then I was going to say bourbon, but I want to be a copycat. Um, mm. So we're going to go with uh, a thoughtful gift Ooh. as a need uh, and, and purchase that person, your family, a hunting or fishing license. And if they're kids, maybe consider getting them a lifetime hunting fishing license i don't know the i mean i know obviously different states have different selections but i think that would be really nice and thoughtful to do for somebody that's a gift that just keeps on giving keeps on giving it gets better with age year round yeah as you see those uh those permit prices go up 100 percent. you're like i'm good <laughs> it's tempting i mean because you think about it like probably pay couple hundred bucks for like a lifetime fishing license and a couple hundred bucks 20 30 years from now that's a pretty mm -hmm. slick gift idea i like that i think so 
Hannah? All right. Yeah. So for need, I put Garmin InReach Mini. And for those who don't know what that is, it is a satellite communicator where you can send two-way messages to your family or friends, and you can send messages to emergency services all without cell service. So especially for being in those Western landscapes in the backcountry, it's super important to have with you and you can share your location. It has lots of different features as well, like digital GPS, it does weather forecasting, and they have extremely long battery lives. Um, there's lots of different versions, but I, I, for myself, like the mini the best. It's lightweight, mm. so it doesn't feel bulky on your pack. Have you had any dangerous situations where you've had to use it? Uh, no, I haven't. Um, I've had a friend, though, who he got his car stuck in um, some bad winter oh. weather in the mountains and he didn't have one. And he, we were actually um, looking for him and we couldn't find him for the longest time. And once he got back, he immediately purchased one. Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was it was a rough situation, but it just goes to show. I mean, even he wasn't he was in his car. You don't even have to be in the backcountry. And it's important to have those kind of things with you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I had some, some friends of mine that in in Missouri, of all places, they got their car stuck in a creek going somewhere that was outside of cell reception. And they were just like stuck there and had to wait till some like random locals drove by. And, you know, they they were able to like go back to a town and and get a tow service. But yeah, or even like, you know, you're out someplace, you're hunting in a stand and in a place where maybe you don't have cell signal. If you fall out of your tree stand or something, having some sort of communication that can get you signal when your phone maybe doesn't. Uh, or if you're like me and you break your phone all the time, <laughs> having that backup communication would be great. Hey, y'all, I'm Jason Hart, founder of Nomad Hunting Clothing. At Nomad, we're bringing simplicity and authenticity back to hunting. Whether you hunt to escape your hectic work life, for locally sourced organic meat, or to socialize with friends, to uphold your favorite family traditions, we're with you and we do the same. At Nomad, we understand your gears and investments, so our products are engineered and priced for every hunter, tested in the real world, and designed to last. Hunting is in all of us. Nomad is with you. Hey, guys, this is Aaron with The Hunting Public. Each spring, we head to the woods chasing turkeys, and one overlooked product that we use religiously is Sawyer permethrin. We've used it for years to keep ticks off of us, and it's worked extremely well. We don't like messing around with Lyme disease, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, anything like that. So I would highly recommend, if you're a spring turkey hunter, spending any time in warmer climates in the outdoors to use Sawyer permethrin. Learn about their advanced insect repellents and family of technical lightweight water filters at Sawyer.com. Bass Pro Shops and the National Wild Turkey Federation stand together to help make a difference for the wildlife and scenic lands that enrich our hunting lifestyle. Since 1973, we have positively impacted more than 22 million acres and invested more than $9 million into wild turkey research, an effort supported by Bass Pro Shops. The restoration of the wild turkey is one of America's greatest conservation success stories, but the work is far from over. Through the continued contributions of partners like Johnny Morris and Bass Pro Shops, 
The NWTF mission is a movement that is delivering the right conservation work at the right place and at the right scale. So we've done want, we've done need. So that leaves us with something to wear. Um, my pick for this one was active ear protection because I have done like the little orange earplugs. I've done like gun muffs. I've done a combination of different things. I've gone with no ear protection. And this year I was like, okay, I have to just buy some sort of an active ear protection uh, because it, it makes the experience so much better than just walking around feeling like your head is in a fishbowl um, or worse, um, you know, just throwing your hearing health to the wind and, and hoping that your friend doesn't blast your eardrums out, um, which happens way too often. Um, and I was reading, um, oh, I was reading somewhere. I don't or Maybe it was on a, another podcast that I'd heard this, but they were talking about, <clears throat> the link between hearing loss and dementia and Alzheimer's. I want to say there was like, um, fact check me on this, but I think it's, you have like a 50% higher chance of having Alzheimer's and dementia. If you experience hearing loss and that like, so like, you know, protecting your hearing, obviously you can get hearing aids later, but you know, don't, it's better to protect your hearing than to get some sort of corrective device on the back end. Um, and then I would, I would be remiss to not mention Tetra. If you're looking to invest in some like seriously advanced peer protection gear, their stuff is awesome. Um, so yeah, that, that's mine. Um, Gilbert, you can get, just to, uh-huh piggyback off of yours a little bit you did the same thing i was doing was the active ear protection but just to add a little bit different i specifically chose earbuds because i feel like a lot of women out there might also appreciate that as well because i have multiple piercings on my ears and i found that the earbuds are so much more comfortable Mm -hmm. and they don't press on those piercings that's a good point for sure. What uh, what are the um, options that that you were looking at as far as uh, active earbuds go? Are you just talking about like brands? Mm-hmm. Because um, I didn't the, even. I mean. Yeah the the brand that I have is Axel. It's spelled A X I L. I have the GS Extreme earbuds, and they're. I think that they're really great. It amplifies the other noise and um, it also is Bluetooth. So I can just use them as headphones as well. Oh, cool. So I think um, Tetra has an option for that as well with the, with the in-ear options that are Bluetooth and um, <clears throat> they, they have that option as well. It's cool. I mean, that's like one of those things that there's so much more awareness about that now than I would say even like, 15, 20 years ago. And the only reason I would have ever known anything about, I'm a musician. And so like musicians talk about that a lot with like physical monitors versus in-ear monitors or like people that get hearing loss because they take one of their in-ear monitors out and then like 
they crank up like an on-stage monitor and whatever. And so it's funny, like seeing that crossover from the audiology world into hunting world is is cool. Um, Mr. Phillip, you're where? So I went a little bit like loose on the where for this, but this item is also in our gift guide um, that we published last week, I think it was. But the Fowler Hyde game call lanyard, um, your duck call lanyard, I think that's a, it's a great Christmas gift. You can customize it with a bunch of color options and stitching options. Um, and those guys make some really high quality leather goods. It's a, it's not your run of the mill call lanyard. It's a nice leather one that will last you a long time that you can give to your kids or grandkids whenever you decide to hang it up. Um, and you won't be able to use it anymore. Um, so it's a, it's an heirloom item that, um, I think a lot of people in the outdoor industry and duck hunters would really like to have. And they're just cool. Yeah. That, that, that helps a lot too. <laughs> Sydney, your wearing item. Well, I, you're going to be happy to hear this, Gilbert, but I agree with you. Um, I also <laughs> selected um, ear protection, like Hannah as well, and eye protection. The thing with that is that mm. you can you can easily slip that into your hunter's stocking and do so relatively inexpensively. I mean, you can get, mm. you know, pretty cheap little ear protection and eye protection, um, but it's still going to do its purpose, which is important. Um I mean, but of course, you can really invest in better ear protection and it'd be a larger gift. So we're talking, you know, the earmuffs or the custom ear protection. And, you know, you mentioned Tetra earlier and I have the Tetra Waterfowl Custom Shield. And those are very those would be a very nice gift. That person was very good all year. No coal in their stocking. <laughs> um, but that those actually enhance the duck hunting sounds while providing protection from the gunshot. So kind of just gives you a better experience in general. But I do think hunter safety uh, should be taken seriously. And those are good presents for the wear option. Yeah. Um, a question actually on the, how is the directional hearing for those? Is it good at separating um, like directional sound? Cause I have like the like cheapest active headphones you can get. And you can, I, I can't tell like directional like sound where things are coming. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I feel like it does. So if and I want... know, too, like when you're calling, I think those that's people's biggest fear is that they're not going to like they can't like hear themselves like when they're calling or it messes mm. them up. But I don't feel like that's the case. Mm -hmm. I kind of teach their own kind of thing, but I, I don't feel like it messes me up. That's good to know. And especially like if people want to know, like, oh, like what's what are you paying for? What's the difference between like cheap ear protection versus expensive investment ear protection. That's like being able to directionally hear is a big advantage. That's a big deal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Hannah, you already said yours, but you can give us uh, any more tidbits if you want. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I kind of said everything that I was going to say earlier, but um, I mean, just echoing what everybody's saying, like ear protection is so important and going without that, even for one hunt, I mean, the effects are lasting. 
So it's, it's okay. really important. I mean, spending a little bit more money to get good ear protection that you want to wear that, you know, doesn't affect your hunt is really important in the long run. Mm-hmm. Where the kids at the skate park with, uh, with pads on. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my helmet on my bike and okay. So the next one is read for you. Um, well-educated, thoughtful hunters out there. Um, I had a couple ones. It's, it's kind of hard to like, I didn't want to choose one that was like, that was, you know, the works of Aldo Leopold or something that, uh, which if that, if that was anybody's choice, not hating on your choice. (laughs) They're great. They're great. Um, I was, but I was trying to think of something. I was like, Oh, what's, maybe something a little out of the box. Um, And uh, one of the things that I chose was Steinbeck's first book, uh, or no, it might've been his third book. Uh, Well, it's a Steinbeck novel, which I feel like works well if you're kind of going for like classic literature that somewhat has to do with the outdoors. Um, And it's a book called To a God Unknown. Um, and it's, it's about California and kind of about the, um, the fickleness of like nature and like agriculture, um, during, uh, the, I think it's set in like the thirties. Um, awesome book. If you like Steinbeck, if you like, um, Faulkner, any of those guys, um, that's really good. Also somebody who is on my reading list who have not read yet, but I want to read, um, is a guy named David joy. Um, he's a, a hunter. Um, and I think he is, uh, a lot of his books are kind of centered around, uh, Appalachia. And so his, he has a really fun, uh, Instagram account that, um, he's one of the the few uh, authors that I see out there kind of in the, the literary world who has a public presentation of him turkey hunting and, you know, doing outdoors stuff while also being an author. Um, so that those were my two choices. What did uh, what did you have, Mr. Philip? Well, I have to confess, I don't do a lot of reading outside of World War Two military history. And didn't think that any of those would be appropriate for the Christmas wish list. <laughs> so when Gilbert what? told me about this, I called my good friend Clay. said, all right, Clay, what book do I need to recommend? Um, because he reads a lot more um, on a lot more subjects than I do. And he said the best book that he read recently pertaining to the outdoors was American Buffalo by Steve Rinella. Oh, um, yeah. And I've heard a lot of great things about that book. And it's something that I need to read and want to read. Um, so I'm going to suggest that on the um, reference of my good friend, Clay. All right. Mrs. Sydney. I love that. Um, well, I feel like I wouldn't be the director of membership without pitching this. So I'm just going to go ahead <laughs> and do it. Um, with a $35 annual membership to the NWTF, you will receive a subscription of Turkey Call magazine. Yeah. And that's six issues, which features stories on habitat management, conservation work, turkey research, education, recipes, and more. And I read that verbatim. 
Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, it's um, I think that getting that membership, um, it does so much for the NWTF in general. It helps support our mission and further turkey research. And honestly, I mean, I love getting the magazine. My mom loves getting it. Um, I think it's good for for everybody. I mean, whether you're a hunter or whether you're a conservationist, there's something there's something in there for everybody. So get your membership and enjoy reading those six issues for the year. Yeah. And it is a it is a gorgeous magazine. It's beautiful. It's like very high quality. It's kind of giving like I guess like Southern Living vibes or like the Magnolia mm-hmm. one with Joanna Gaines and Chip Gaines. That mm-hmm. one kind of same quality, heavy paper feel. I love that. That's important when you're reading. It is. Yeah. Magazine has it's you want it to be something you can put on a coffee table. It's a true coffee table magazine. Yes. You want to keep it there and it's pretty and it presents well. Yes. And Hannah. All right. Yep. So I chose Sand Colony Almanac, Aldo Leopold. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I know his works are pretty popular, but um, I just finished it pretty recently. So it was kind of fresh on my mind. But I think the thing about that book that I find really interesting is that the theme kind of centers around, you know, our human interactions with and our relationship with nature. And kind of through Leopold's reflections, he sort of challenges readers to, you know, think about our role in conservation and the need for us to live in harmony with the natural world. So I think as hunters and thinking with the idea of hunting is conservation, it's an important book for everybody to read. Absolutely. And it's a beautiful book. His. I love there's um, I can't remember what. It's called, but there's one of the essays in that in that book where he talks about um, the goose migration. Um, I love the way he talks about that. For sure. I think that is in the first section where he's going through the different months and just seeing how with each new month brings new and different things with the environment. If you sit and pay attention, you see those things and see how much it changes. Yes. Oh, okay. I have another one to add. Um, this is like, like random, uh, like old poetry. Uh, well, it's not, I mean, it is old, but it's not like super old, but, um, Walt Whitman, uh, all of his poetry is awesome. And he has a lot of poetry that is like kind of nature centric. Um, and I mean, any of the sort of like transcendentalist writers are always interesting to read like Walt Whitman and, Henry David Thoreau, John Muir, like all of those guys. Um, oh, I need to come up with some better new recommendations, though. I don't know. I know there are people out there. Um, I guess to plug. If you if you want to like get into more magazines, there are uh, there are some some awesome like nature based magazines out there that you can get and you can put it on a coffee table with your Turkey call magazine. There you go. People will be very impressed by your literacy. (laughs) Um, That leaves us with our last category, which is something to do. Um, And I chose, so I kind of like messed up my themes because I feel like most of my other ones were something you give a hunter, um, but 
for this one, I was, I wanted to be more something a hunter can give to somebody else. Um, and that would be, um, some time, uh, back to your family or your significant other, or, um, I know a lot of us, uh, you know, not all of our significant others hunt or are into the outdoors maybe as much as, as us, or maybe they have a different, you know, maybe you like to waterfowl hunt and your significant other really likes to deer hunt and kind of giving back some, some time of saying, Hey, instead of going hunting this weekend, um, why don't you go hunting or why don't you go do something that you want to do, um, instead and, and making, or alternatively, you know, bringing somebody along with you and making sure that you're including somebody, um, in your outdoors adventures as much as possible. Um, cause yeah, that I, for definitely for me, like having people who were willing to take me was pretty rare. And when people did, it was like a big deal. I was like, Oh my God, like, yes, I get to go with somebody who knows what they're doing. Um, and not, you know, and, and get to learn. So, um, that was mine. Uh, Philip. Um, since it is Christmas, my thing to do would be to attend the Christmas service, whether it's an activity or a Christmas vigil or a Christmas morning service, um, and take the time to remember why, why we're celebrating. Um, I know for me growing up and even now, we get up and, and do presents with my parents and siblings, and then we go to church Christmas morning. We're one of like six families in church Christmas morning. It takes 35 minutes, but it's sort of a reminder as to why we're celebrating Christmas. And I think it's something that everybody should take the time to do, and um, especially at Christmas time. If you only go once a year, go at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Sydney. I like that, Philip. Both of your Giller, I liked yours too. I thought that was super thoughtful about giving time back. Um, while I'm stingy with my time when it comes to hunting, <laughs> I do I you you pulled on my heartstrings a little bit. The Grinch's heart grew three times its size. Yeah. Um, so for me, something to do in the spirit of giving and good competition. Um, I think it would be fun to purchase you and your spouse or friend um, a round of sporting clays at your local shooting complex. Mm. Um, I think that's really fun. Um, of course, in our neck of the woods, so they say, Edgefield, South Carolina, we've got the Palmetto Shooting Complex. I did that not too long ago with my boyfriend, and he beat me really, really, really badly. I'm embarrassed <laughs> to admit it, but I'm admitting it. This is a big deal right now for me to, to say that, but I did get beat, um, but it is fun. And I think that that's a really fun memory to have. And you can kind of sharpen your skills and feel good about yourself or feel bad about yourself. Just depends. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good that's, one. And that's yeah. like clay courses are 
And you're, did you do the, like the actual, like one where you went to the stations? Yeah. Like the course. So it's a hundred oh rounds God. and you so have fun. your little card. You, you have, it's kind of like playing golf. You keep, keep up with your score and all that stuff. It's really fun. You get a golf cart. They trusted me Gosh. with a golf cart, which is dangerous. <laughs> yeah. I only wrecked I, twice. I'm just I kidding. I feel like I always do way better at clay courses than like trap and skeet. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, trap and skeet. I always feel like I I have regressed every time that I go and do that. I'm like, wow, I'm terrible at wing <laughs> shooting. I'm like literally the worst. And then you go do a clay course and you're like, oh, I can hit stuff, I guess. Yeah. I don't know why I can't do it when I'm doing trap, but. Yeah, but it's really fun. And I think that's like good time to spend with your friend or spouse or whomever. That's a great date <laughs> idea. Yep. Thank you. Hannah. Yeah. So I think a good experience for all hunters is knowing how to process your own game. Mm. So for giving a gift, there's two different ways you could go about it. You could, you know, either help someone by teaching them in person, you know, how to process their harvest, or you could gift them the different basic tools they need. Like you could do a guidebook, you know, a good skinning knife, fillet knife. If you want to get a little pricier, you could do like a meat grinder or a vacuum sealer. But, mm. you know, all those things are, you know, necessary. But I love That's that. That's a really good idea. That is a good idea. And there, I mean, I'm sure, too, you could find like. I know that there's people that do like processing events too, where you can go and like go to an event and learn from a person who's like a chef or something. That would be, I didn't, I, I don't know that I ever would have thought about that. That's a really good idea. That was good. Yeah. And like too, if you want to get your spouse involved, um, like something that I have, we don't have like a separate meat grinder. But we have a meat grinder attachment that goes on my KitchenAid mixer. Mm, so you can get mm-hmm. that, you know, so. It you thought this through, Hannah. This is good <laughs> one. I'm taking notes. I used to have a hand grinder. Um, speaking of experiences to not gift somebody is asking your wife to help you with a hand meat grinder. <laughs> <laughs> the most ineffective painful tool to use to to grind meat i have a beautiful vintage you know hand grinder that is decoration decoration only it's like a three-person job you have like one person to crank it another person to like continually try to like stuff the pieces of meat in it and like a third person to keep it from coming off the counter and injuring somebody (laughs) yeah Just get that electric one or that attachment. I was telling you to be careful with the electric one. I I had to use the manual grinder once because I was grinding up some goose breast to make burgers and missed a steel shot. They went through the grinder and stripped all the gears in the grinder. So I had to finish it all by hand. So that was a fun experience. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Cut up your goose meat small enough to where you won't have pellets in it when he goes to the grinder. That's a very good tip. I that definitely would be something I would accidentally do. Yeah. Well, uh, a couple other things to mention. 
since we're talking about gifts and holidays is from our Christmas gift guide, which we put out December the 6th, just in time for you to get presents. So many options. <laughs> um, I don't know. Shall we conclude with a Christmas carol? Oh, God. <laughs> No. Um, <laughs> Y'all not want to sing? No, um, you do not want me to sing on a on a uh, on a podcast. We would never get any visitors. Just kidding. Okay, that could be copyright issues too. I don't know, so I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. I don't know. I mean, just choose one of those public domain songs, as long as it's not owned by Disney. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I guess uh, as as a closing. Um, are you guys doing anything fun over the holidays that's outdoors related? Do you have any any uh, outdoors pursuits that you're excited about? I'm going to be going skiing in a couple weeks. Ooh. <laughs> Philip is going to be duck hunting, I yeah, assume. Yeah, going duck hunting um, middle of January, so right after the holidays, which will be nice. Where are you going? My- Arkansas? Oklahoma. 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 Where's the invite? My gosh. (laughs) Maybe next year. It's my 35th birthday present to myself. So. Oh, happy Uh birthday. Well, not yet. Happy early birthday. (laughs) Well, I'll be traveling to Alabama. I've got a lot of Christmas parties. Um, I did punch my dough tag for South Carolina, but. My book tag is burning a hole in my pocket. And so I'll imagine I'll just go hopefully fill that. But if I don't, oh, well, mm-hmm. my freezer is full. So I am happy. Yes, I also have an a number of unfilled tags that I I shot a doe early season. And I kind of have, honestly, most of the meat that I need. And so it's one of those things you're like, I don't know. Am I motivated to deer hunt at this moment? Kind of not. I would rather shoot ducks, but I'm not very good at that. So we'll uh, we'll just keep trying. I'll probably get in. Fun. That's the thing about. Yeah. I mean, to a certain extent. (laughs) 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 Um, I'll probably end up doing a little bit of uh, beaver and muskrat trapping here not too long. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I dropped the ball this year. I'm usually much more active on that um, and get like some special permits for different public areas, but dropped the ball on that. So I have like one of my regular spots that I got permission on and that'll be a, that'll be a fun winter activity, anything to, to stay active. So for sure. Well, with that, I suppose we will, we will wrap things up. Um, we do wish everybody a very Merry Christmas, um, and happy holidays and hope that you get to spend some, some time with people that you care about. Hopefully your holidays are, are not too insane. And if they are, you can, I hope you can get some, some break time afterwards. Um, Philip, Hannah, Sydney, thank you very much for hopping on the podcast. Um, if you want to check out our gift guide, um, we will include that in the show notes of the podcast. Um, if you want to get some NWTF themed merch, um, 
We will include the link to the turkey shop as well. Um, we've got all sorts of cool stuff on there. Um, and like Sydney mentioned, um, if you want to join uh, or renew your membership with the NWTF, um, we will also include that link in the show notes. Um, that's a great gift um, to yourself, to somebody else. Um, you can choose to take advantage of some of our awesome membership promotions. So with that, uh, we will see you all on the next episode. Merry Christmas. Merry Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Jason Hart, founder of Nomad Hunting Clothing. At Nomad, we're bringing simplicity and authenticity back to hunting. Whether you hunt to escape your hectic work life, for locally sourced organic meat, or to socialize with friends, to uphold your favorite family traditions, we're with you and we do the same. At Nomad, we understand your gears and investments, so our products are engineered and priced for every hunter, tested in the real world, and designed to last. Hunting is in all of us. Nomad is with you. Hey guys, this is Aaron with The Hunting Public. Each spring, we head to the woods chasing turkeys, and one overlooked product that we use religiously is Sawyer permethrin. We've used it for years to keep ticks off of us, and it's worked extremely well. We don't like messing around with Lyme disease, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, anything like that. So I would highly recommend, if you're a spring turkey hunter, spending any time in warmer climates in the outdoors to use Sawyer permethrin. Learn about their advanced insect repellents and family of technical lightweight water filters at Sawyer.com. Bass Pro Shops and the National Wild Turkey Federation stand together to help make a difference for the wildlife and scenic lands that enrich our hunting lifestyle. Since 1973, we have positively impacted more than 22 million acres and invested more than $9 million into wild turkey research, an effort supported by Bass Pro Shops. The restoration of the wild turkey is one of America's greatest conservation success stories, but the work is far from over. Through the continued contributions of partners like Johnny Morris and Bass Pro Shops, the NWTF mission is a movement that is delivering the right conservation work at the right place and at the right scale.